Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Vividly Speaking with Dr. Vivid. I mean, you know that's me, right? (laughs) I so enjoy the time that I get to spend with you guys here every week. Oh my gosh, I love getting to read with your sending me in well mail. I love the responses and the emails I get about the episode content. I just love you so much. I want to give you all hugs. Consensual hugs. Consent. (laughs) So you know what? Let's not even wait any longer. Let's get right into the episode. Come on. Let's go. Come on. So hurry up. Right now. Let's go. So here we are again. I'm here with all my friends and associates and people who like the sound of my voice for some reason. <laughs> How y'all doing? How's it going? How you feeling? Y'all, I have had a hell of a week. Um, I am so tired. I, <laughs> I am so tired. I um, have some keynote um, speaking engagements I'm preparing for. I had to travel to Brooklyn for a Pride collaboration that I'm really excited for y'all to see when it drops. I have podcast interviews this weekend. I'm getting um, my oldest, trying to figure out what extracurricular activity she wants to be in, getting JoJo more school ready. Can you say Dr. Vivid is tired, tired, but so blessed that I am not busy but productive and busy because it's a difference. Remember, we talked about that. It's a difference, right? (laughs) So I am just so excited about what the rest of the year has in store. (sighs) Can we say bigger? Okay, on the count of three. You're going to say it with me, okay? One, two, three. Bigger. Yes, bigger. (laughs) I told you that's the year of bigger. 2022 is the year of bigger. And in order to manifest bigger, you have to take care of yourself in a bigger way. So that's the thing I've been committed to this entire year. And it shows. Um, People have been commenting about how much energy (laughs) it looks like I've gotten back or made comments about how they feel like I'm tapped into more of my peace. And that's just a sign that I am moving in alignment with what I am speaking and working into existence. And I I want that for you too. You have to pour into yourself or you will hit a wall and be burnt out so fast. So whatever you want, whatever your vision is, remember to treat yourself with care as you're running after this manifestation okay and also a shout out to y'all a lot of you guys loved my mom as my first guest on the second episode of this season and thank you for showing her love thank you for all your beautiful comments about her sobriety and her transparency now you know where I get it from I truly get it from my mama (laughs) when it comes to my transparency and my truthfulness so thank you and I hope um that as you 
think about her story, you know that this can be you too. You can get the relief you deserve. Let's go. You know what time it is. What's happening? What goes on here? Y'all. I'm so, I'm so exhausted. I'm so exhausted when it comes to many things. And I am scrolling on Issa Rae's internet. You know, just minding my business on Beyonce and Blue Ivy's internet. And I am dealing with acts of white supremacy once again. My heart goes out to the family of any of those who were killed in the uh, mass shooting in Buffalo. Also, there was a church shooting down south, I believe. The world is a very scary place. And for many of us, it has been scary for a very long time, you know, um, especially if you identify as a person of color, um, you know, things, oppressive forces and just very scary realities. And the reality of you not being safe at the grocery store, you're just minding your business, running errands for your family and you lose your life just because of the color of your skin. And I need the media to be very clear as they're running this story about this 18 year old racist domestic terrorist. And yes, these are the words that I'm using. I need, I need you to be very explicit, you know, when we're discussing this, um, this person identified as a white supremacist wrote a manifesto and purposely chose this specific area because of the amount of black people that resided there. And I'm hearing conversations about the, we need to focus on the fact that he's so young, his mental health. Let me be real clear with you. And I say it all the time. I'm not Dr. Pepper. I'm not Doc McStuffins. I'm not Dr. Dre. I am a true doctor of clinical psychology, meaning I went to school for an obscene amount of time to study human behavior. And I want to let you know that racism is not a mental illness. Being a racist is not the result of a mental health related disorder. Racism is taught. Racism is a set of ignorant and hateful beliefs and ideologies that are, they're fueled by ignorance, um, false uh, feelings of superiority, heightened feelings of insecurity, and just pure hatred and ignorance. So I refuse to sit by while a narrative is driven that this is all due to this person's mental health related function. No, bullshit. Please stop aligning acts of aggression and acts of hatred with mental health related disorders. 
because you are working against those of us who are trying to eliminate taboo and stigma due to false narratives and stereotypes about mental health, about therapy, about the well, your wellness. And it pisses me off, not just as a clinician, but as a black woman, when I hear this, let's put aside all of the, the hate and the ignorance and the rage and the disregard for human life. And let's humanize this person who would not look at other people that have different skin tones from them as humans. We're not doing that. It's 2022. I'm really fucking tired of being a black woman that is forced to consume media coverage that shows more empathy for murderers and white supremacists than it does for those who lost their lives due to the acts of these murderers and white supremacists, those who are harmed, those whose lives are forever changed by the absence of a loved one. Pardon me. Um, That's a little bit of emotion. I'm tired, y'all. What's happening? What goes on here? How many times do we have to hear these stories and believe these people are who they are? Why can't y'all take at face? Why why can't y'all believe that a racist is a racist when they say they're a racist? You know, it's like, oh, there must be mental illness if you admit you're a racist. No, that's his truth. His truth is that he hates a specific group of people. And because of that hate, he did something egregious and inexcusable. I feel no empathy for that man. I feel no empathy for the person who planned to murder people for months in advance. Please stop trying to make us feel sorry. Please stop trying to elicit tears and understanding from a group of people. (laughs) You mock our tears. And every time we try to get you to understand our pain, our hurt, our reality, you ignore it. You undermine us. You minimize us. You laugh at us. You mock us. But you come to us asking for empathy. What's happening? What goes on here? And do you hear how twisted that sounds? And for those of you who are out there consuming this content, please know you can disconnect. Please know I will not be reposting any of the images, the videos, the steals from the tragedies that have occurred. Because I don't believe that we should constantly be consuming tragedy and trauma. We've seen enough. We've lived enough. We are still living it. Um, And if you're going to post that type of stuff, include a trigger warning. Because some people don't want to see it. Some people don't want to hear it. Some people don't want that energy aligned with their body. Oh, and in case you didn't know, fuck white supremacists, fuck racists. 
It's not a mental illness. It's a you problem. So this week, I wanted to talk to you about something very important. It's connections. The connections that we have with other people and how those connections impact decisions that affect us emotionally, that affect us behaviorally, that affect us mentally, sometimes even financially and Lord knows spiritually. (laughs) And I'm not particularly focused on romantic connections because we talk about that a lot. But the connections in your community, the connections that you have with friends and acquaintances, the connections that you have with certain family members. How many times have you shifted something in your schedule because it allows you to help someone and then realize that that schedule shift impacted you adversely? You know, you didn't get some work done. You didn't get things that you needed to pick up. You're tired. It took longer than expected because they didn't really tell you (laughs) the full details until you got there. You know, things like that. How many times have you said no because you say yes to someone else? How often have you been afraid or hesitant to say no? to someone you're connected to out of fear of their personal response or the response of others connected to that person. You know, you say you're going to do a favor for someone, not because you really, really want to do it, but because you're afraid that if other people find out you said no, it's going to cause more drama. And you're like, I might as well just get it over with. I might as well just do the favor. How many times have you done that? How many times have you compromised yourself in order to elevate someone else, in order to pour into someone else, in order to be there for someone else? And this is not a place of judgment. This is a place of reflection in order to install some correction, okay? Sometimes we're connected to people that value us for what we can do for them and not who we are. And that can be a really bitter realization. Here's the kicker. Some of us are aware, painfully aware, of how people see us in the relationships, the dynamics, the connections that we have. And we allow it. We allow them to keep utilizing us for their benefit knowing they only see us for our utility and not for our personality and not for the love we have and not for the care that we give because it's transactional for them, but it's organic for us because by nature you just want people to be happy or you want to do good for others. And everybody doesn't deserve that. Everybody doesn't deserve your good deeds. Everybody doesn't deserve your favors. Everybody doesn't deserve your time and your effort. And that's not being um, bitchy. That's not being mean. 
That's not being lame. That's not being stuck up. That's standing up for yourself. Because people will take advantage of you as long as you give them the access to run. To run it up. To run up your emotional tab. They will do it. So you need to examine what connections benefit you. What connections are valuable for you. And what connections are there just because this is how it's been. Or... You know, I know them through such and such, or this is the relationship that we used to have. Sometimes the relationship shifts, the dynamic, the connection shifts is not the same. It's not the same. So you have to cut off things that aren't serving you. You have to cut off things that are draining you. You have to reduce your exposure to things that actively deplete your emotional, physical, mental energy. And some of us feel like this is essential to who you are. I'm just a giver. That's just who I am. Are you a giver or are you a people pleaser, but you feel like a giver is a <laughs> a less problematic way of saying that because you can give but you don't have to give all of you you don't have to give everything all the time that's not a requirement of a giver givers are people who just enjoy giving gifts because of the way people make them feel or the effort other people put in or because it's a good feeling but some people are people pleasers you know, it's not because you enjoy it. It's because you want people to see you as good. You want people to see you as consistent and reliable. You want people to value you. And you're not sure of what value you lend to certain relationships. So you allow your value to be dictated by how much you can do. And I'm here to tell you, Cut that shit out. You can give someone the world, the ocean, the stars, the moon. And they will still find a way to remind you that it's not enough. (laughs) You can give to people 364 days straight. And on 365, day 365, you may be tired. And miss a phone call or say no because you just can't. You go got it in you. And they will act like that no is so offensive that it erases the prior 364 days of work. And then there are times when you do something for people and you don't do it for acknowledgement. You don't. But the way they treat you after you do a good deed or a favor or you pour into them. It's like, wow, did you forget how I was just there for you? They didn't forget. They're just using you. Because you put yourself in a place to be used. Stop it. Stop offering yourself so much. If you feel like 
You have to make people like you or love you. And the way you're making people like you, love you, and accept you is by proving utility to them. Okay, there are multiple things wrong with that, starting with the fact that be who you are authentically. We don't force people to like or love us. If we have to force an emotion on someone, baby, it's not worth the effort. And that is not the connection for you. Secondly, your value is not dictated by labor. So let's let's stop working ourselves into the ground for the approval of other people. Let's stop working ourselves in the ground to being so in order to be seen as good. You got to cut it off. You got to cut it off. Because when we constantly leave ourselves open for these type of problematic connections, we leave ourselves vulnerable and open to abuse, manipulation, codependency. We leave ourselves open for narcissistic abusers and emotional vampires. You have to guard your energy. You have to use your time wisely. You have to remember that you don't owe the world anything. You owe yourself everything. You also have to remember that people love each other, like each other, because of the way that other people make them feel. That people make them feel, that people make them feel safe, seen, heard, and not because of the labor not because of them jumping through hoops, not because of them doing laps, not because of them running themselves crazy and checking off lists. Do you want to be friends with these people or do you want to prove that you're a good employee? Do you want to be closer to your family, closer to your significant other? Or are you looking for a performance evaluation? Don't treat yourself like a laborer in your relationships. You're doing a disservice to yourself, running yourself ragged for people who wouldn't run to the end of the block for you. Don't give everything to people who would give you nothing And then question why you would have the audacity to ask them for something. I'm trying to tell you. Guard your heart. Guard your mind. Guard your spirit. Guard your pockets. Hello. Guard it all. Because some people will see you as the ticket to reaping all the things they believe they deserve. And what do we do with tickets once we get entry? If you're sentimental, you might post it. Put it in a box somewhere. Keep it. But it means nothing after it's been checked. After it's done its job. You're not a ticket. You're a human. So reorganize 
some of the connections in your life. Really think about why I'm connected to this person, how they make me feel, how I make them feel. Is it the same? Is it similar? Am I their friend, but they're not mine? Do I feel like I do more for them than they have even asked me to do? Do most of our conversations center around how I could be of service instead of experiences, memories, and truly connecting? Do I feel full after an encounter with these people or do I feel empty? Think about it. Every so often we have to reconfigure and reorganize the connections in our lives and not because every connection is dead or doesn't serve us, but because we outgrow certain patterns. We outgrow certain people. And it's okay to say once upon a time you served this purpose and I felt like it was a beautiful exchange of energy, but now it feels unbalanced and I need more. And unfortunately, I don't think this, the more that I'm after is going to be provided to me through this connection. So let me go for what I need. I mean, shit, they've been going for what they need. They've been sitting here asking you for X, Y, and Z or implying that they know you can help them with X, Y, and Z, A, B, and C. They come to you when they need you and don't when they can't find a reason to hit you up. When they're good, you don't hear from them. Remember? Remember that? (laughs) So if they can go for what they want and what they need accordingly... I'm going to need you to do the same and don't think twice about it. Analyze those connections. Okay. And understand this. I'm going to reiterate. I'm going to repeat it. And you know, this connection could have served you well at one point of time, but in your current place, If it doesn't serve you, it's okay to let it go. Just like those outfits in your closet that you can no longer fit. Ooh, it was a vibe. It was a moment. (laughs) But now it's too tight. It doesn't fit. Or that's just not my style anymore. And I don't want to be involved or connected to anything that restricts my ability to move. Listen to what I'm saying. That restricts my ability to move. Maybe I'm not just talking about clothes. You listening? (laughs) That doesn't make me feel comfortable. That isn't an accurate reflection of who I am in my now. That makes me second guess how I feel about myself. 
any connection that makes me go, what, what is this? What do I even look like in this? Hmm. Just like them clothes. We got to cast them away, give them away. They'll serve that connect their connection to someone else. You know, may serve them in a different way than their connection with you. Sometimes we, we want to hold on to things because I think some people see the number of connections they have is making them, uh, validating their worth as a friend or a significant other or a family member. Mm -mm. Whether you have three good friends or one good friend, what matters is the safety, the love, and the consistent respect that is exhibited in those relationships, okay? So I want you to take some time to analyze your connections. It's spring, do some cleaning, baby. (laughs) Let's get on with the rest of the episode. It's time for whale mail, eh, eh. Whale mail, eh. It's time for whale mail, eh, eh. A whale mail, a whale, whale, a whale, whale. Hey, that was a winner, winner, chicken dinner, baby. <laughs> I like that intro. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the whale mail segment. This is the part of the episode where I respond to questions or um, your inquiries about certain themes or topics that you want to hear me talk about or you want to hear my response my feedback (laughs) about and I get these well mail submissions from my TikTok DMs um, my Instagram DMs my Twitter DMs and of course you can always email me directly at contact at drvivid.com. And y'all, this week's question is definitely on theme for this week's episode. And it's actually a question that I've been getting a lot lately in many different forms. But from the TikTok streets, you know I love running in the TikTok streets, (laughs) y'all. The TikTok streets, a a Innovator asked me, how long should they wait for their significant other to begin to do the work on themselves that really needs to be done? <sighs> waiting, waiting for people. It's hard when we love people and we see the potential in them but we see them not operating within that full potential. And it can be difficult to watch them hurting or struggle or just be in a state of stunted growth because they're not committed to doing the work or they don't want to do the work. They don't see a reason for work to be done. And that's the hard thing that we encounter we experience when we're doing the work for ourselves um spiritually emotionally mentally 
we start seeing ourselves growing in different areas or evolving. And we're like, damn, man, if this person would do this or this person would do this, they could experience this freedom or this joy, or this relief, too. But everybody isn't ready. You're ready and they're ready. It may look completely different. And I believe this specific um, member of the TikTok streets is married. And sometimes, you know, when we're in legally binding <laughs> relationships, that adds another layer to it. Like, I'm here connected with you to death do us part. Those are the vows we said to each other in some capacity in front of our friends, our family, our loved ones. But what happens when I see you dying emotionally and I know it can be avoided? I see you dying spiritually, mentally, and I know it can be avoided. Do I sit here and watch you decompensate and, you know, self-destruct? Or do I leave not because I don't love you, but because I don't love the the place that we're in and the place that you're in and this place is hurting me and the fact that I don't have an end time for whatever you're experiencing whatever you're going through or I don't have a beginning date for your period of realization I'm pondering if this is right for me and this doesn't mean you love someone any less. It means you're learning to love yourself more. You're learning to love yourself in a way that allows you to pick up on things that don't serve you quicker than you would have in the past. So when I'm answering this question, I want to give you some questions. Okay? So the first being... Are you committed to waiting forever? What if this person is like this for the rest of their lives, the rest of your life? Are you committed to them and the fact that they may never change? Second question. Are you willing to trade complacency and discomfort for something better? Are you willing to sit miserably for the comfort of someone else? For someone else's comfort. Think about these things, you know, and listen, I am not telling y'all <laughs> to break up with people immediately and go get divorces. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you talking about waiting your clock and their clock, your calendar and their calendar may look different. Are you going to be okay? 
if that weight lasts years, decades. While you wait, will you be resentful? While you wait and you're working on yourself, will you be committed to chasing your better if this person is content with where they are? In your waiting, do you feel like this person is weighing you down, holding you back from other things that you're waiting for? Well, I take that back from other things that are waiting for you. The length of your wait is dictated by how much energy you're willing to exhaust. Knowing that the result of your weight may may not yield the result of your weight may not look the way you want it, and that's why we can't anchor our happiness in the connection we have to others. So. I'm not going to give you a straight up <laughs> answer for that one. But I, you know, ponder those questions. Because those are the questions that matter. Also, y'all not about to be up here talking about something. Dr. Vivian told me to get a divorce. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. <laughs> I said, think about what the weight means for you. And think about the fact that you may be waiting forever. Your motivation and their motivation may be different. And also have a conversation with your significant others about how the waiting is impacting you, how their current state is impacting you. Communication is key because Somebody may think that you're content just because you're enabling them. (laughs) Somebody may think that they don't have to do the work because you seem to be happy with what they're presenting or you seem to um, have no comment or constructive criticism about what's going on. So have a conversation and then have a conversation with yourself about what waiting means for you. Let's get to the rest of the episode. All right, all right. Now it's time to take a beat. Now it's time to take a beat. Low key, this is one of my favorite parts of the episode. This is the part of the episode where I tell you what I'm listening to, where I tell you what I'm vibing to, what's on my playlist, what's on repeat, what's been giving me joy, what's been helping me reflect, what's just been on my spirit, y'all. Y'all, Kung Fu Kenny, K Dot, 
Pulitzer Kenny. I'm trying to tell you, Kendrick Lamar is a gift. And I need y'all to, I really need y'all to respect and embrace this man. Kendrick Lamar dropped Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And it is, it is a work. It's 18 songs, an hour and 13 minutes, but it's a two part album. So, and it's storytelling. Oh my God, it's powerful. Kendrick, he doesn't disappoint when it comes to storytelling. This man is a poet and I need y'all to respect that shit. He is a lyricist, he is a wordsmith, he is a storyteller, he is a rapper, he is an artist. So let's get into these tracks. United in Grief, N95, Worldwide Steppers, Die Hard, Father Time, The Rich Interlude, Rich Spirit, We Cry Together. Oh my God, that's Kendrick and Taylor Page. The conversation, the exploration of (laughs) the complexities of relationships and how things can be toxic and the way we communicate with each other. Oh my God. It is it is something to behold. Then we have Purple Hearts. Oh, the, he got Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer in the same track. I need y'all to breathe. I need y'all to breathe and understand that that's a thing. That's a big thing. Count Me Out, one of my favorite songs. Crown, Silent Hill, Tim and Kodak Black, The Savior Interlude, and then the actual song Saviors with Baby Kim and Sam Doom. And this is where this project really, I had to stop and my mom was in the car with me listening because she had um, watched one of the videos from the album, but she hadn't heard the whole album. And we got to um, Mother I Sober with Beth Gibbons. Oh my, if Kendrick exploring the relationships that he has with his family members and his loved ones and his community and the apologies, the <laughs> the lessons, the forgiveness, the understanding that is here but also the, the truth and the vulnerability of the track. And Auntie Diaries, oh my gosh, which explores the transition of a loved one when one decides that, hey, this is my truth. I'm trans and this is my lifestyle. Um, this is how I choose to present myself. This is who I am and exploring that within the dynamic of a black family and community. And he, he missed the morale, and then he ends the album with Mara. There were parts of this album and parts of the visuals associated with the album 
that honestly brought me to tears, that, that choked me up. So please, check out Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Check out the visuals associated with the album because he's been dropping visuals heavy. But I really want you to listen to these lyrics. And some of these songs are songs that you really got to listen to quiet. <laughs> my mom was like, I want you to listen to this. And I, and she said, you need to do it quietly. And my mom drops gems from time to time. As you heard. And I was like, yeah, she was, she was fucking right. I had to listen to this and sit with this. Thank you, Kendrick for blessing us with this album it's fire and if you say it's not keep it to yourself <laughs> just keep it to yourself but i want to know what you guys been listening to what's been on repeat for you how you feel about kindred how you feel about the visuals oh such powerful visuals let me know i can't wait to hear let's go on with the rest of the episode All right, all right, all right. Now it's time to do it yourself. This is the part of the episode where we talk about coping strategies, tools, things that you can do to reduce your stress. Make your day-to-day a little bit easier. Maybe carry you over in the meantime, between time, until your next therapy session, or just help you deal with everyday life. Y'all... I hope that you have been stuffing (laughs) these DIYs into your coping toolbox because they are really important. Sometimes we, it's the little things that make the biggest impact, the biggest difference. So today for our DIY, I want to talk to you about some special self love mm-hmm. how often are you pleasing yourself on your own oh uh, we are listen we should be all grown here most of us <laughs> so let's 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 think about this you know and i'm not just talking about sexually pleasing yourself physically i mean the act of Touching yourself, moisturizing yourself, massaging yourself, hugging yourself, brushing your hair, taking extra time to just rub your face, acknowledge that your body is yours and it deserves love and deserves to be loved on. And whether that be a gentle massage, self-massage after a bath or a shower, or be some sensual masturbation with yourself. Because, okay, big point here, big point here before I go on, right? You have to know how to please yourself and activate your own senses before you can expect others to know what you like, to know what you love, and to know how to make you feel good. So, Self-exploration is key. And again, I'm not just talking about um, sexual exploration. I'm talking about intimate exploration in terms of getting to know your body. 
How do you feel when you hold yourself, when you hug yourself, when you caress your own skin? What parts of your body are more sensitive than others? What parts of your body cause you to be when they're caressed or when you get some tactile stimulation calms you quicker? What type of stimulation um, arouses you quicker? What do you do to make yourself feel good? I need you to explore that, okay? Grab a soft brush and caress it across your skin after you've moisturized after a shower or a bath or when you feel like you're a little bit keyed up. Massage your scalp. Brush your hair. Rub your own feet. Give yourself a playful smack on the ass. You fine as hell. Get in contact with yourself. Love on yourself. Because it starts with us. So get to it. And tell me how it feel to do it yourself. Ha ha! Let's get to the rest of the episode. Just 
a store, a school, a family member's house, a friend's house? Is it the barbershop, the salon? Is it the swap meet, the farmer's market? I want you to envision all these things that make you feel in the tension. 
right, all right. We have reached the end of the episode. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you for sharing my content. Thank you for being here for me, with me. Thank you all the love for all the love you show my mom um, from last week's episode. That means the world to me. And um, thank you for, you know, validating her experience. And also, thank you for making her feel comfortable because after reading some of the messages, she said she can come back and talk to me again. <laughs> so thank you guys for that. I can't wait to share news as it unfolds. Um, I'm not doing any wellness sessions this weekend, but you can catch me next weekend for Parenting While Depressed and The Tea About Trauma. You can register on drvivid.com. All right, y'all. I'm about to wind it down and give myself some good old me time. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you something special. You don't owe these people shit. Mm-mm. And you better remember it. You don't know these people shit. Mm-mm. And you better remember it. You don't owe these people anything. You owe yourself everything. So go get it. Period. I love you. We out.